Welcome one, welcome all. Good to have you. The Bill Michaels Show. We are broadcasting live. Lustry, windy, breezy, but warm and beautiful. Day out here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. Loving life right now, man. Big time. Loving it. And uh, we are here at the uh, Buff Pavilion where later on tonight, uh, you've got Wednesday Night Live kicking it back off again. I'm excited about that. I, I love summertime and Wednesday nights, and I don't get enough Wednesday nights because uh, I was just going over this. Uh, Kristen and I were talking about it because I don't think she can make it down tonight, and I'm going to be here. And she was asking about coming over. She's got a meeting tonight. And we were kind of going through our head, like, how many Wednesday nights are we going to make? And next week I'm in lacrosse. The week after that we're in Rice Lake. The week after that we're back in Wausau. So it's going to be about a month before we make it back here. So tonight's kind of a kind of special because it's going to be a while before we can get back. And then you get a couple of them in July, and then you get into Wisconsin State Fair time. We're going to be at Sturgis. And then you get back for the last couple, and boom, all of a sudden your summer's over. So holy mackerel, I'm going to enjoy this tonight, sitting out here and enjoying the weather and basking in the breeze and the warmth. And, oh, I'll take this every damn day of the week. This is awesome. I love it. But uh, tonight it kicks off. Our summer officially gets underway via outdoor music, and I love it, love it coming up tonight down here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park and the Bud Pavilion. This portion of the program brought to you by a company called Veterans America, and I wanted to bring this up. They came on board. They are helping us with our our uh, our motorcycle ride, and uh, great people, uh, but they, uh, they deal with a lot of different stuff. You know, we, we always hear about, um, you know, USAA and – different banks and such that to deal with veterans well there's veterans america and veterans america you can do a lot of different stuff with them when it comes to um uh when it comes to uh, loans and mortgages and they help pick up you know a lot of different uh vets when they feel they've been wronged in other banking locations so veterans america based out of brookfield wisconsin great people great place and uh, also we can't say thanks enough to them for being a part of the program when it comes to our uh, our motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 2nd. As a matter of fact, they are picking up the second half of the band. And we announced that the Cheap Shots, who are giving us a great deal uh, for the charity, uh, they're going to be playing at the post-ride concert. The post-ride concert is going to be the Cheap Shots. So we're really looking uh, forward to that as well. So thanks to them, Veterans America, and uh, everybody that's going to be a part of the motor- motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 2nd. Um I want to get back to this because uh, there's a lot of lot of stuff we uh, haven't really touched on yet. Uh, by the way, uh, and I know it's kind of beating a dead horse, and today we can spend time on it because the article is out. Okay, that's the reason we have the ability to talk about it. But Aaron Rodgers, it said, coming out of Yahoo Sports and USA Today, said he's pushing back against the narrative that he, quote, ghosted the Green Bay Packers. Um, he, he started talking. He said the more relevant issue in his eventual departure from the Packers, per Rodgers, was his belief that the team wanted to move on. That's the reason he wanted to move on. He said, and I quote, did Brian text me more than I texted him? Yeah, but I didn't ghost him. No. He told this to The Athletic in the interview for the story published today. He said, I texted him back. There was back and forths that we had, so this is the story you want to go with? You're going to stand on this hill of austerity? and say that arguably in the conversation of the best player in your franchise history, you're going to say I couldn't get a hold of him and that's why we had to move on? Come on, man. Just tell the truth. You wanted to move on. You didn't like the fact that we didn't communicate all the time. Like, listen, I talk to people that I like. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
So, in other words, Gutekinds was trying to get a hold of you, trying to talk to you, trying to set up a meeting. And your response is, well, I got back to him, and I can't tell you when I got back to him, but I did get back to him at some point, but I only talk to people that I like. That's your response? And then you have the audacity to drop the F-bomb and say, you know, is, is, is that's what you want to do? F that? He said, I have zero or one bar at my house. So you call me? Sometimes it goes through. Most of the time it drops and it doesn't go through. Everybody who knows me when I'm out west, they know how to get a hold of me. So you can say whatever you want about that, but that's the blanking truth. We've been down this road, man. That's lame. That really is. That just is. Does anybody buy that? Seriously? Does anybody buy that at all? And again, only bringing it up because today it's topical. Does anybody buy that at all? I don't. That's a pant load, man. Huge. That's a huge. That just, just admit you lied. Just admit they called. You didn't get back in touch with them. They got frustrated. They didn't know what your intention was. You didn't tell them what your intention was. And so they moved on. Why is it always, always he's the victim? You're one of the highest paid, the highest paid quarterbacks in all of football. You've had an unbelievable career. Can't you just say, I'm a diva son of a bitch and this is all I am and I'm just not going to lie about it anymore? Good God. I just, it, it's, it's amazing. Amazing to me. Just is. That that's still where he wants to go. Move on. Go enjoy the, the Jets and go enjoy everything that you got that reportedly you have out there, as you've stated. So much more than you ever had in Green Bay, as he stated. But, man, it's just barb after barb after barb. And, the, you know, there's no reason for the Packers to respond at this point. You move on. You move on. You're like, eh, you know what, old news is what it is. It always Doesn't it always here, – here's the thing. It – has there any been anybody ever been like where you busted somebody in a lie, right? And you'll go, look, I know what happened. You know, blah blah blah. Okay, talk to you later, and you just move on, right? You're you're over it, you know, whatever. But they keep coming back and explaining it over and over and over again in in detail, right? They keep explaining it. And you're like, why are you going there? Who, who, okay, that's fine. Who cares? And you know it's crap, right? That's what this feels like. It's like, wait a minute, i got to explain myself because you, you can't say that I ghosted him. I never ghosted him. Technically, I called him back. Technically, I got back. Well, that's fine. But in the moment that he needed to get a hold of you, you suddenly in a, what was it, $15 million mansion sitting on the beaches of Malibu, when you could clearly get a hold of your agent, you can clearly get a hold of other people that you like. But when all the Packers wanted to know was what's in your head, what's going on, what are you thinking, are you coming back, are you not coming back, sure they had an inkling that they were going to move on. Absolutely, nobody's denying that. But you then lit the fuse. You lit the fuse. So I don't know. I just I I just find it interesting. I just do that this continues to be like the, the area that he wants to go. 
you know it just does um Jason says, uh, chat, uh, uh, let's see here. God, there's, they're coming fast and furious. Thomas says that uh, Aaron Rodgers is full of it. Uh, he got caught in a lie. Jason says a general manager has a schedule of the offseason leading up to the draft. Nobody knows better than the Aaron Rodgers what that is, like most things. Uh, Frank says, I'm so done with Aaron. Uh, talk so much drama. Go enjoy your time in New York. Um, Kyle says, agree 100%, Bill. Will says, Roger's so full of crap. All he does is lie about the COVID issues, lie about his contract, his airing of the grievances, and all the all-around Goody in his contract. And the dude was just overpaid. Thank goodness he's gone. Um, Garrett says, listening to all of this just reassures me that uh, the Packers have made the right decision. Um, Will says, what Rogers is doing right now is making the fans feel even worse about him. Rogers is destroying any remaining goodwill. He's working on destroying his legacy. Really, really stupid. Um, Jason said it's looking, uh, listening to the passive aggressive. Um, Tidbit says for acting like uh, he's more intelligent than everybody else. The comments in the interviews are those of a fourth grader. Uh, you know, twelve jersey should have never been honored or retired. Uh, Jets are going down. Uh, the Packers didn't uh, didn't move on. Merlin says I thought someone let it out that uh, Rogers just wanted Goody fired, and that's what the article stated that uh, that um, Rogers' agent. Somebody inside the organization that was able to speak on the condition of anonymity to fill in the blanks on this article said that David Dunn, Aaron Rodgers' agent, called Mark Murphy and said, I want Goody fired right now or trade Aaron. Mark said no to both. He said, no, you're under contract. You're going to play. We did what we felt was right. Could have it been handled better? Yes, but, you know, come on. You know, let's go. You're, you're a year removed from winning an MVP. Let's do this. Um, it goes back to remember when Mark Murphy said to Aaron Rodgers, or at least it was reported that he said, don't be a part of the problem. There you go. Um, Mary says if Rodgers feels that way about Green Bay, then he shouldn't be honored when he retires. Um, Aaron, Fire Island is only 50 miles away. Admit who you are and enjoy your life. Rodgers is going to be honored. They're eventually going to retire his number, I would assume. Um, He is going to go into the Ring of Honor. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. He is going to be cheered by Packers fans. They're going to remember all of this. People, Look, Brett Favre came off of the field at Lambeau unbelievably excited because he had just beaten the Green Bay Packers. And as he said, we just effing stuck it to him. And he was giddy. It was his revenge tour. He wanted nothing more than to beat the Green Bay Packers. Stick it to Ted, stick it to Mike, stick it to everybody. And couldn't wait to put her in the old vice to anybody that was inside that visitor's tunnel as a Minnesota Viking. Okay? That pissed people off to no end. And people got over it. People will get over this. I'll get over this. You'll get over this. We'll all get over this. And you remember what he did. You remember that he was a tremendous quarterback, one of the best to ever play the game. Um, that when they needed him most in Atlanta, he had one of the best games, one of the best postseason games anybody had ever witnessed. You know, that uh, the game in, in Philadelphia, that, you know, James Stark started running wild. Rodgers was throwing BBs. I mean, he was just on the money, and they ended up beating Philadelphia. Um, wasn't a great game against the Chicago Bears, but did enough to get the win. 
had a couple of tremendous passes and pass plays in the Super Bowl, outgunned, outdueled Brent Ben Roethlisberger, and raised the Lombardi Trophy, brought it yet again back to Green Bay. I'm never going to forget that. It was a great moment. It was a great time. Aaron Rodgers was a great guy. You know, have things changed? Yeah, things have changed. Ego, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's gotten in the way. But uh, still, I'll still, uh, I'll still respect everything he did here. Do I like the way all this has gone down? No. Do I like the way he's gone out? No. Do I like the fact that it's it's like he became more obstinate when it came to finger pointing? The older he got in his career, no. But for the most part, tremendous player. One of the, one of the all-time great Green Bay Packers. I'll never forget a conversation before he died. I talked with Bart Starr uh, a couple of years before he passed, and we were talking uh, about quarterback play. And he was talking. He went through them all, man. He was going through the whole list and talked about Lynn Dickey and talked about Mikowski, talked about himself, talked about Brett, talked about Aaron, talked about backups. You know, talked about throwing to guys like Zeke and company, and you know this whole conversation. And he said, "But let me tell you, if I am able, if I was ever able to do the things that Aaron Rodgers did, and he t- he said no, he even." paraphrase by saying I'm not taking anything away from Brett because he said Brett's got the heart of a lion he said but if I was able to do the things that Brett did we could have won a championship every year he respected what what Aaron Rodgers could do he said he's just the, the greatest he's ever seen and he said he loved Lynn Dickey you know he loved Lynn Dickey and the the character that Lynn Dickey was and the way Lynn Dickey played and Lynn Dickey and and uh and Larry McCarron and the tenacity that team had. And he went through the whole list of guys, you know. And then when Forrest Gregg came in and Forrest Gregg was, you know, really kind of railing on everybody. And it just did rub people the wrong way. And he never got off on the right foot. But, you know, you had Lindy and Fonny that was that came in and, you know, kind of saw things in a different way and such. But, but Bart had said, look, as far as quarterbacks in Green Bay Packer history, he said, yeah, he said, Aaron Rodgers was was the best he'd ever seen. So I no problem giving Aaron Rodgers his props, none at all. I, I like I said, there's two sides to all of this. One is is all the things that he's done on the field, and the other side is is the petulant way he's gone out. And while it sucks now, eh, two years, three years, five years, forgive and forget, you know. Forgive and forget, and it'll happen. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. And the Bud Pavilion is tonight. Wednesday Night Live gets underway. Stay tuned. we got more coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. As the weather warms up, so should your grill. Here comes the smell of sunshine and tailgates. For all your grilling needs, go to ScholzyFamilyBeef.com. Jeff Levering and wife Ashley love their new patio door from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's like having a brand new kitchen. It's so bright, it's so clear. I can see the kids outside playing. I love the roll screen. The fact that the screen is on the inside, no drafts, it's a game changer. Get 0% interest for up to 48 months at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and have everything installed in as little as a day. Visit PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. Offer ends 531-2023.
Good to have you back, the Bill Michael Show. We continue broadcasting live out here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park and uh, just enjoying the day. Just enjoying it big time. Uh, coming up tonight, you got Wednesday Night Live. It's back. It's back. Summer's back. And uh, they're going to be playing music here tonight as the uh, free concert music series begins tonight. Wednesday Night Live back at the Wisconsin State Fair Park in the Budweiser Pavilion. You've got the Cheap Shots and the Brew City Horns on uh, the stage tonight. Next week, Cherry Pie takes the stage. It's going to be rocking the house with the uh, the 80s and 90s rock music. So uh, that'll be fun. They, they always bring a big crowd. Huge crowd out here for them. So you've got that going on next week. But tonight, uh, it's uh, the, uh, the Cheap Shots. Bruce City Horns, big night tonight, and uh, looking forward to it. Um, I know it, it's funny because I got a couple people that have texted me and said, hey, it's pouring down rain in Watertown. It is. There's some pop-up showers and thunderstorms that are passing through the area. We've had some breeze here, but I'm looking up, and there is not a cloud in the sky. Now, if it was ever going to rain anywhere, I would figure it would have rained on me. I'm kind of that, uh, that, that guy. So uh, not any rain right now. So hopefully it stays away at least for the next half an hour. We get torn down and out of here. You get a little bit of rain and then move on. And the night is going to be picture perfect. Come on out tonight. It's going to be a good time. 877-867-1670. Uh, this, is from, uh, this is from Jake. Jake says, hey, guys, let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers wanted to move on and go to the New York Jets. He's not even going to win his division. Is this a very bad move on his part? Um... Well, if he does win the division, though, it's a good move, right? I mean, if you doubt your ability, then you shouldn't be playing anyway. I think uh, he got what he wanted. He let, Let's be honest, okay? Let's let's back up the train here. Here's, here's, here's the bottom line in all of this, and let's not forget this. There was only a couple of teams that had quarterback openings that were willing to go all in on Aaron Rodgers. Only one of them had the capability to get to the postseason, Right? So this whole thing about coming out of the darkness. Welcome back. <laughs> Good to have you on board. The Bill Michael Show is back, and I apologize. Um, so, look, uh, I said before, we are uh, sitting here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park in the Budweiser Pavilion, and uh, they're putting all the finishing touches on things for the upcoming music tonight and uh one of the young guys that's uh, uh a young kid uh decided to start pulling all the plugs for whatever reason and in the only area that we're using electric <laughs> i don't know why but he went and pulled our plug so um that was it so that's what uh, you know you need electric to keep uh keep going so uh anyway there we go 877-867-1670, Want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Yeah, I heard it's uh, it's kind of raining and storming in certain areas around here. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't lightning that took me out, not this time. <laughs> so for those who remember that from years gone by, no lightning, just uh, just somebody getting, uh, getting rambunctious with plugs and wires, and I guess they told him to go out and grab the extension cords or something, and he just started yanking a plug. So it is what it is. Um, but good to be back, and thank. I love I love watching the uh, the live stream. I'll tell you this: I know there's a lot of people around the state of Wisconsin that listen to the program over the air, and on many great radio stations. Uh, and we love them and appreciate them. Uh, if you ever get a chance, every now and then, maybe you know, while you're listening to the radio, tune in on uh, YouTube or on Facebook or on Twitch TV or the link that comes up over on Twitter, uh, whatever, and and watch the program and watch the uh, the commentary that runs. 
<laughs> and people are hoping it's not a nuclear bomb and North Korea and, you know, thinking it's Spectrum. No, no Spectrum rant today. None of that. Spectrum's been great. You know, Verizon's been great. Everybody's been great. They're like, uh-oh. Sometimes I'm thinking to myself, maybe people know me too well at this point. Maybe they know what's coming next. But uh, but nothing like that. So uh, good stuff. And thanks to everybody. So, oh, man, uh, people that uh, that hit us up over on the live stream, they're great. So I appreciate it very much. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Greg. Greg says, uh, hey, guys, great show and great insight on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I know people just want to get over it. But there is some insight to be gained by listening to what's going on behind the scenes in both Green Bay and with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers clearly has a Jones for Brian Gutekunst. But it doesn't seem like the Packers had one for him. It seemed like the Packers wanted to give him every opportunity in the world. That's a good glimpse into how our front office is now working. They may not be buddy-buddy with everybody, but at least they're trying to do what's right. That's the sense that I get from that article. While Rodgers, we know, can be very narcissistic in many different ways, at least the Green Bay Packers did what they had to do to try to, be, to try to bring Aaron Rodgers back or at least allow him to have his say. Even Rodgers admitted that the Packers had been better, including Russ Ball in that article, which is somebody we have not really talked a lot about. But uh, he said, kudos to the Green Bay Packers. Keep up the good work. Uh, the first couple of years of Brian Gutekind's not great, but since then he feels like the train is on the track. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Sixteen seventy. I get it. I get it. Um, Gary yells hot mic. Oh, that must have been when we came back on the air when we were talking before. So when he yelled hot mic, Mike, I would probably dropped a few expletives along the way. So I, I get it. No doubt. Um, this is uh, this is uh, let's see here. This is uh, Thomas who says, uh, don't forget he also watched the dumpster fire for a season. Uh, but yes, he then fixed it by getting rid of Amari Rodgers. Um, well, here's the thing with all of that. You give guys opportunities until they fail. You know, you don't know it from the very first second that they're on your team or in your organization, but you get a sense. And the fact that it was a third-round pick and only after a year they cut him loose and said, hey, you know, this isn't going to work, basically midway through that second season, kudos to, to Gutekind and company, right? You'd rather get rid of somebody that's just flat-out not going to work than to hang on to somebody just because of place. And we've seen that happen far too often. When you jump up, you get somebody, you draft somebody. Look at what the Bears did with Mitch Trubisky. We, you knew it the first year. You could look at the guy and go, he's not a quarterback. He's not a good quarterback in the National Football League. He's never going to be. He's maybe going to be a backup. He, he may get it, but he's just not that good. Now, whether you believe that it was the coaching staff, that because that, that can happen. Look. There are good quarterbacks that come into this league that get put in with really tough situations and bad coaching, and they never recover. They never recover. They just they are just bad. They lose their confidence. They lose their ability. They begin to second-guess themselves. Everything that was so easy to them in college doesn't come easy to them anymore, and everything goes by the wayside, and suddenly they're terrible. So that can happen. So maybe it was the, the, the terrible management, terrible coaching that they had in Chicago. That could be. But you could see from early on that he was not going to be a very good quarterback. He just he wasn't going to be. They jumped up to get him, and they hung on to him. Instead of just saying, you know what, we got to move on. We need to kind of you know speed this thing up and accelerate because we've got a really good defense right now, really good defense. And But we're going to hold on to Mitch Trubisky. When everybody knew you were going to founder because of him. 
So finally, they went ahead and made the move and got rid of him, and then Justin Fields comes in and things get better, and you know, so be it. But you, you get it, right? So the fact that they were able to say, Amari Rogers, third-round draft choice, we're not going to hang on to him, not, we're not going to force him into this mix, anything like that. We're just going to say it's time to move on. It was time to move on. They did a good job in that sense. I appreciate that. Um, Mike says, I'm okay listening to Aaron Rodgers talk because every day we little, learn a little bit more about this complicated fella. Uh, Kyle says, I tend to believe Goody. Goody doesn't care if people like him or not, while Aaron needs to be the popular guy in the class. Uh, Tidbit says, I'm pretty sure Goody isn't losing any sleep over 12. Um, No, I mean, you're, you're – it, Goody's not losing sleep over 12. I agree with that. But what he will be losing sleep over is the worry that Jordan Love's going to be the guy. That's what you can lose sleep over. Right? Let's be honest. Because if he's if, if Jordan's not the guy, then this is going to be the calamity, the train wreck that you started. If Jordan is serviceable and gets through the next couple of years, you know – what your next calamity will be is whether or not you feel that he deserves a bigger contract, that he is going to be a guy that's going to say, get whatever big-time quarterbacks are getting in the National Football League. Or do you then draft another guy to come in so you can move on? You know, the next two years here are vital for the Packers. Vital. And vital for Goody. Because his reputation now is – you know, the problematic, didn't take care of Rodgers. Rodgers upset, you know, it's a little bit of banter back and forth. Whatever, okay? He's not losing sleep over that. What he's losing sleep over is that pick in that moment, at that point in time, the lack of communication at that point in time with Aaron Rodgers, getting the call from Aaron Rodgers' agent David Dunn to Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy then backing your play and keeping the quarterback, keeping it all together saying, we're going to ride this out, paying Rodgers all that money to basically kind of handcuff your organization for a season. Rodgers then moving on to New York. New York getting that. And you're sitting here now with the guy that you chose that really started the clock ticking on all of this. That's where Goody's losing sleep. That's where you're worried. You say, my God, this guy's got to be good. He's got to be the right one, you know. Right? Other than that, nah. If you want to talk about anything else that maybe they should or shouldn't have done, you can say, should they have gotten more wide receivers? Should they have gotten more, you know, guys to fulfill offensive weaponry? Should I have gone in that direction? But but I, I always say, did you get the best available? Was Rashawn Gary the best available? Right? Was Jordan Love the best available? Or should you have gone in the direction of, say, a T. Higgins? Should you have jumped up and got a Justin Jefferson? Should you have gotten a serviceable linebacker like Patrick Queen who may have flourished? Who knows? You know, should, should you have done something else? Should you have gone, gone in that different direction? You know? That kind of stuff is the second guessing is what we do, and that's what he has to live with. 877-867-1670, Pac fan says, us folks that are on the live stream really were the ones that drive the show as far as the banter goes. Uh, there's always good banter on the live stream. Damn straight. I agree with that. Big time. Big time. Um, Who else do we have? This is from Blake. Blake says, uh, hey, guys, 
Uh, I believe that Aaron Rodgers is throwing spokes at the Green Bay Packers because he just can't get over the fact that they wanted to move on. They doubted his talent and doubted his ability to win, and now we're seeing what he's going to do. He's going to throw daggers and blame everybody else for his own ineptitude. He was a guy that had a chance to run it in for a touchdown and chose not to. He was a guy that had guys wide open in front of him and instead went to Devontae Adams. He choked in the biggest moments, and we'll never forget that. Aaron Rodgers just can't get over the fact that he didn't win another championship in Green Bay, and even though he didn't win another one and neither did Favre, Favre at least went to a second Super Bowl when Rodgers had a damn near perfect season going and still couldn't get them any further. That is what's forever going to stick in his jaws. As Blake. Blake, appreciate the email. Um, no, I don't think, I don't think, I, I mean, I think 2014 is going to stick with you because you had it. It was right there. 2014 is going to stick with you. I don't think anything else really, you know, what he did. Sure. He could probably look back on it in hindsight and say, yeah, you know, I probably should have run it in or at least got it down close. And that way Matt doesn't kick a field goal. We end up going for it. We, you know, put the ball in the end zone. We were able to convert. Suddenly the game's tied. You know, it's a different NFC championship outcome against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't having a great game. He wasn't having a great game. Aaron Jones had fumbled. He had thrown some picks. I mean, all of that, you know, went into it. So it wasn't a, it was a rather ugly game. It was just who kind of survived. But had he run it in or had he got it down close, had they scored, had they gotten the two-point conversion, then who knows? Who knows? Could be talking about something completely different at this point. But I still go back to 2014 and go, boy, that hurts. That hurts. That's that's forever going to be the swift kick to the Nads until uh, the Packers get back to another Super Bowl. Because that was, I firmly believe, that was a championship. That team was going to win a championship. They would have beaten the New England Patriots. I believe that. The Patriots were good, but they weren't great. Seattle was the better team, and they chose not to run Marshawn Lynch at the, at the goal line for whatever reason. I mean, I, I really believe the Packers were the better team. And the Packers would have went on to win a Super Bowl, and it just, it to this day, it pains me. It just, it just, I start thinking about it, um, and, and just, you know, weird times, you know, I, for whatever reason, we'll be talking about it like now, or I'll be sitting at home on the patio having a beer. Um, I'll be discussing it with friends in a bar. You know, people always say, "Wow, you know, Packers only won two Super Bowls with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks," and you know, yada yada yada. And I always say that the best team did not win the Super Bowl that year. The Packers down the stretch were the best team. Rodgers was at the peak. He was playing great. Didn't have a great game, but Mike McCarthy took his foot off the gas and Bostic and on and on and on. I'm like, oh, my God, 2014, are you kidding me? They could have actually been to three. Had Bostic not gotten that ball, think about that for a minute. Had Bostic not up, gone up and got that ball, Jordy Nelson falls on it, game over, Packers go to a Super Bowl and win one. Then against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Think about that. Think about that for a minute. Rodgers doesn't throw it to Devontae Adams. Instead, he pump fakes, runs it in. If, if he doesn't run it in, he runs it to the two-yard line. Then they punch it in. Two-point conversion, back. They win that game at home, at Lambeau Field. They're on their way to a Super Bowl. And they win. I believe they would have won it that year, too. I, You know, Tampa Bay went on to win the Super Bowl. But I believe the Packers would have won it. I really do. That could have been That could have been three. For Aaron Rodgers, one for Brett Favre. Think of the narrative then. 30-plus years, four four Super Bowl titles. Five appearances, four Super Bowl titles. Think about that. Think how much the narrative changes had they actually pulled off a couple of instances in those ballgames. That's it. That's it. Ah, painful. Painful, I tell you. 
Uh, Gregory says, real quick, if I'm Goody at this point, I don't answer Roger's comments going forward. Simply reply. Simply replying would be uh, Aaron and that he was great for the Green Bay Packers, but we have all moved forward. Ask about the current team. I 100% agree. He could always just say, ah, that's in the past. You know what? We've got enough going on here to make sure this team is right, getting ready for uh, uh, the season, trying to win ball games. We've got a good young quarterback. I mean, I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Absolutely. 877-867-1670. When we come back, final segment of the show, we are broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair Park in the Budweiser Pavilion tonight. Wednesday night live is back. Summer concert series free and open to the public. It costs you, I think, uh, 5 to 10 bucks to park a car. Free for motorcycles. Come on down. We'll see you down here in just a little bit. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show. Wrapping it up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jeff Levering and wife Ashley love their new patio door from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It's like having a brand new kitchen. It's so bright. It's so clear. I can see the kids outside playing. I love the roll screen. The fact that the screen is on the inside. No drafts. It's a game changer. Get 0% interest for up to 48 months at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and have everything installed in as little as a day. Visit PellaWI.com. Certain restrictions apply. Offer ends 531-2023. Good to have you back. We're broadcasting live at the Wisconsin State Fair. In the State Fair Park, I should say, not the fair. The fair's not going on, but the State State Fair Park is open. And uh, as you can see, we are broadcasting live just outside of the Budweiser Pavilion, where tonight you've got Wednesday Night Live. It is back, and it's happening, and the music under the uh, stars, so to speak. And uh, it's just uh, looking forward to it. Always love, always love the summers and hanging out here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. You can see off into the distance if you're on the, uh, the live stream. Uh, some of the blue construction fences up, but ah, they're way off. There's that giant slide down there. The giant slide, which is always like that and the cream puffs are always a sign that summer's here. So love that stuff. And uh, we'll see you tonight out here at uh, the Budweiser Pavilion. The Cheap Shots take the stage tonight. Gates open up at 6. 7 o'clock, music gets going, and it all goes from there. So really looking forward to all of that coming up here this evening. Uh, got an email here, and this one is uh, from J.D. who says, uh, Hey, unit. Who do you see as the bigger concern this year, Jordan Love in the quarterback play or Joe Barry in the defense? Honestly, I know it's not the 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 it's not the popular guess, but I'm going to say it's Joe Barry in the defense. And the reason being is is because as much as it's a quarterback driven league, and as much as it is, it is about scoring, and I understand all of that. The bottom line to me is the defense has to be able to support the offense. The defense has to, give the, has to give the offense more opportunities, more bites at the apple. And the defense can't live death by a thousand cuts. They can't stay on the field for a long period of time because you never know what the offense is going to be doing. And then in addition to that, there's so much criticism on Joe Barry for last year and not being aggressive, not putting pressure on quarterbacks, not getting the job done in certain areas. So all of that has to come into play. So – yeah, I'd probably go with Joe Barry in the defense rather than the concern being Jordan Love. Jordan Love, he's got to grow into that position, and there's going to be some growing pains. We're all going to have to understand that. But the defense? The defense has got highly paid Kenny Clark, highly paid Jay Alexander, Devondre Campbell, Preston Smith. you got veterans on this thing, right? You've got Rasul Douglas. You're going to have Rashawn Gary coming back. 
You've got your second-year guy, youth and exuberance, and Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt. They beefed up that that defensive front. They got rid of Dean Lowry and said, T.J. Slayton, you're ready to go. You've been around a couple of years. You know it. There's not a lot of rookies on that defense. Van S. But as far as the starting role goes, you don't have a lot of a lot of youth on that defense. Come on. Whereas your main cog, offensively speaking, is extremely young. It's extremely raw. But, no, I, I'd look more towards the defense because – to be quite honest with you, if the defense is not good again, I mean, come on. Joe Barry's gone, period. Not even thinking about it, right? Not even thinking about it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, Tom says, uh, absolutely agree with you. I think Joe Barry has the most pressure on him. Do you think he's feeling it? Absolutely. I mean, the questions even. For when Joe Barry is he's asked about it, do you feel pressure? And he says, no, he's going to say all the right things. No, I don't feel pressure. I'm just going to go and do my job and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, that's fine. But of course he feels the pressure. Everybody, he knows. If he doesn't, if he doesn't hear it personally, he's got family, friends, other members, people in the building, players, whatever. Everybody knows. Everybody knows there's pressure. They know where that's coming from. It didn't play well last year. The defense didn't play well last year. And all you're, all he's going to hear is, you've got eight first-round draft choice. And you, you can't get any better than 17th? Come on. Eight of them. Let's go. Time to time to put up or shut up. He knows. So, and, and, and Gutekinds was very emphatic about saying about getting pressure on the quarterback. And Gutekinds was also emphatic in saying there's, there's talent on that defensive side of the football. Because he did everything but turn around and go, don't blame me. We've been through this before. We've talked about this. He did everything but say, don't blame me. I pick talented players. There's talent on that uh, on the defensive side of the football. He did. He stopped short of saying, <laughs> and even when, think about it for a minute, and even when it came down to the question of, are, are you guys going to retain Joe Barry? He didn't say, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We believe in Joe. Joe's got this. Philosophically speaking, he's he's been right. You know, the defense and this and that. It's been. He didn't say that. He's <laughs> He said, oh, it's up to Matt. <laughs> he, he, he threw Matt out there. He's like, man, you know, uh, we Matt makes those decisions. Come on. So he was very specific. So you tell me that Joe Barry's not under pressure? Come on. Come on, man. Come on. There you go. Um, Anything else before we get out of here? I think we've uh, pretty much covered it today. Good stuff. Good stuff from everybody. Everybody in the live stream as well for kind of putting up with all this stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tidbit says Rodgers loves Joe Barry. Send him over to the New York Jets. Uh, tougher, more intense, whatever it happens to be. I mean, the bottom line is that you got to put him in the right position to make plays. And remember last year there were some guys questioning why they weren't playing more man defense in the secondary. Why are you paying Jair Alexander to play zone? You know, why are you doing that? This guy's a, a press man. He enjoys it. He likes it. He thrives on it. Come on. And Justin Jefferson runs all over you. You can't stop the over-the-middle pass. You know, you don't even you, – you know, it just it, – it was – no. No. Yeah, I, I agree. Could be a prove-it year for Joe Barry again. I uh, want to remind you that uh, – a couple of things. First and foremost, tonight we're going to be here – I'm going to be here uh, doing some stuff uh, for Fisher House, Wisconsin, and promoting the motorcycle ride. 
coming up tonight. So hopefully see you out here at the Wisconsin State Fair Park at the Budweiser Pavilion. Tonight, the Cheap Shots take the stage, and the Cheap Shots are going to hit the stage along with the Bruce City Horns. It's going to be a fun night tonight, good music. And summer's back. Summer's back. That's the reason we're here. Summer's back. So we're excited about that and excited about the opportunity to be out here tonight. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you here. Don't forget, uh, it's free admission, completely free admission at the Wisconsin State Fair Park. It costs you 10 bucks to park your car. So if you're bringing a car, it'll cost you, I think, 5 to 10 bucks. Motorcycles, absolutely free. And admission into the event is always free. Uh, Wednesday Night Live is back, and it starts uh, 6 o'clock tonight. It's going to start opening the gates. And then uh, everybody's going to sit back, relax, and enjoy themselves. Uh, I get a chance to give a couple of shouts out on the stage tonight, talk about the motorcycle ride tonight, hopefully get a few people signed up for it tonight. So we're going to have a lot of fun. And then we'll be back in studio again tomorrow. So uh, we're going we're gonna to be you know, kind of covering all of this over again and anything else that comes out of OTAs and such coming up a little bit later on. Real quick, this is from, uh, this is from Jack. Jack says, uh, hey, guys. Uh, no, he says, doesn't say, hey, guys, hey, Bill. I usually just say, hey, guys. Anyway. He says, hey, Bill, uh, I completely agree with you about Giannis and leadership. Uh, Rodgers needed to be that leader as well. Why does Rodgers get a pass when it comes to all of his faults in NFC Championship games? We've, we've kind of been through this, but real quick, because I know we only got a minute and a half here. Cliff Notes version. A couple of those NFC Championship games they never should even have been in. They weren't that good of a football team. Going into Atlanta, it, if it wasn't for Rodgers basically gutting it out on the bad calf muscle and getting them there, they wouldn't have been there to begin with. They shouldn't have been there to begin with. Their offensive line got their ass handed to them. Defense wasn't that good, yada, yada. Okay, getting to the NFC Championship game out in San Francisco. Boy, they did it on a wing and a prayer. And then the defense got completely dump trucked. Remember, they couldn't stop the run. Garoppolo only threw the ball eight times in that game. That's it. That defense got dump trucked. That wasn't Rodgers' fault, Okay. You can talk about taking the foot off the gas play-calling-wise in the third quarter against Seattle. Seattle was Bostic. It was Clay Matthews. It was Julius Peppers and Morgan Burnett. I mean, there was so many. It was Micah Hyde not knowing where to be on a, on a two-point conversion, all these different things. Those things also hurt the Green Bay Packers. It wasn't just Rodgers. Rodgers, you can talk about throwing the picks and not running the ball into the end zone against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can talk about other things regarding the postseason, but you can't just lay to his feet for that particular record. We can talk more about that tomorrow if you want, but I think I beat that horse to death. All right, that'll do it. Good stuff today. Thanks to everybody for uh, paying attention to us on the live stream. Thanks to everybody for paying attention to us by listening to us over the air. We had a great time today, as always. Thanks to our friends at the Wisconsin State Fair Park for making uh, us feel very at home and accommodating. Thanks to our friends at the Budweiser Pavilion as well. We'll see you out here later on tonight. Until then, time for us to go have a going. Hoop!